0: Hello oh, and welcome to the Sunny 16 podcast for another week. This week, sadly, only available in audio. We don't want to give you too much of our lovely, lovely faces all in one go because, you know, too much of a good thing you'll just feel spoiled. Although as a special treat for us, we can see each other's lovely, lovely faces, which really is a delight because I've got the two loveliest, I think, of the Sunny 16 hosts. With me this week It's the fabulous Rachel. Rachel, how are you? Hi, yes.
1: Um, I think this is why John's not with us this week, isn't it? He's absolutely sick of the sight of us (laughs) and the sound of us. (laughs) He's been doing, he's sunny 16, podcasted out, I think is the problem.
0: (laughs) Yeah, he has been. John and I may or may not have sat up until... Half past one last night, trying to figure out why he had that audio (laughs)
1: clue. No, was it really that late? Oh my
0: goodness! Yeah, John and I are a bad influence on each other when it comes to going bed. There you go. So no, John this week, but that's all right because along with us is also the wonderful Claire. Claire, how are you?
2: I'm great, thank you. As always, lovely to be here.
0: It's a delight to have you both with me this evening. I feel like a, a thorn between two roses. That's me this week. So,
1: um, on my, on my screen because we can see each other, you mm-hmm. actually are right in the middle of myself and Claire. Yeah, he is. <laughs> what He's a right blessed place to be. <laughs> <laughs>
0: <didn't say> so. <laughs> yeah. So it is just the three of us this week. We've got no guests because I wanted to have a bit of a chat. This was a chat that. Um, we kind of talked about potentially having a few weeks ago, and then um, for various reasons, uh, we just didn't do the podcast that week. I think that was the week when um, you, Rach, and you, Claire, both had a lot of work stuff going Mm -hmm. on, and John had a lot of baby stuff. And so we just didn't get a podcast recorded Mm -hmm. that week. But um, we thought we'd circle back around again to what we were planning on talking about. Uh, And actually, it's really timely, I think, given how we, as hosts, did. (laughs) <laughs> with the cheap shots challenge although the, arguably the worst defender, maybe that's why he's not here do you think maybe that's why john's not here because he knew <laughs> yeah. he'd get trouble so as anybody who listened to last week's cheap shots show will know that none of us as hosts were particularly pleased with how our pictures turned out or how we handled the project really you know we it was all very last minute and uh, you know the results were what they were and in john's case the results weren't what the results were um and so what i wanted to talk about and to be honest it's more selfishly what i wanted to pick the brains of you two about mm. is how when you've got something like that whether it's a project uh, that you're working towards an exhibition a job um maybe you're looking to make some specific a zine or something anything where you have a deadline or a timescale or somewhere you, you you don't want to go past. You want to have something done by how you individually plan and prepare for these things so that you can then execute on them. Because personally I'm shocking at it. I just don't do it at all, which plays out in the same way time after time after time. Um, years ago when I still worked in garden centers, the, um, chairman of the company uh the chief uh, the chief executive anyway, the guy at the very top of the tree came down to our local branch and he brought with him this book on effective time management because i was so abysmal at it <laughs> and he gave me he also took the look looked at my desk in the garden to, in the office in the garden to, looked at the contents of it got a bin bag and scraped the entire contents of my desk into a bin bag and said you clearly didn't need any of that so i'm not an organized person <laughs> So I'm really hoping that you guys can give me and and our listeners some good tips for that. So I suppose a good place to start would be what sort of things do you guys have in your work and personal work that you need to do planning for? So, um, Rach, let's start with you, because I think the, you know there's some really obvious ones I think that you can go to and say, well, these are the kind of things. So what sort of stuff do you regularly have to plan and prepare for?
1: Um, obviously this year has been quite different, but, um, on a normal, um, you know, on a normal basis, then yes, something like, um, my weddings, obviously that I shoot, that's, that's a real kind of like classic case of you, you've got one shot at this. You have to be able to be prepared. You have to know exactly what it is that you're going to be doing. Even if that changes on the day, you know, um, you, you have to plan for something like that. There's, there's no point turning up to capture the, you know, one of the most important days of somebody's life and expect to be paid for it as a professional and not be able to deliver anything, you know, at the end, simply because you haven't prepared for it. So, I mean, there's so many things that can go wrong and do go wrong, you know, but if you've at least kind of got something in place as a framework, I'd say, um, that is going to very much help um. Well, for one, it's going to help me to start to feel like I'm more in control of what is going on rather than it just spiraling completely off the rails. Um, but it also helps your client to know what to expect. And I think that idea of expectation is really crucial, whether that is at a wedding, or whether that's for a, um, a, a commercial uh, project or shoot or anything like that. Uh, if the client at least knows kind of what to expect, and you've had those conversations beforehand and done all that pre-production side of things, then everything everything feels much more relaxed and you can get the best out of it, both for yourself and for the person that you're delivering the work for. So, yeah, that's what I would say. Um, I have a friend who um who says uh, I'm trying to think what the quote is, but she was saying like planning is planning is is king, flexibility is queen. And I just thought that was a really nice way of kind of putting it as well, because it's like I say, it's about having that framework and that preparation that you've done um, beforehand. Um, but it's also about being adaptable. It's about being flexible. It's about being agile with how you deal with that on the day as well. Um, if it's on a shoot like, you know, a wedding or something like that, where you can't go back and reshoot, where you can't go back and, and redo something. Um, so you have to make I think actually prepping and planning something gives you more of a chance of being able to make um, quicker decisions at the time when it's actually needed because if you've got a shot list if you've kind of got like okay these are 20 or 30 shots I know that I absolutely need to get these are my must-have shots I've got them done you can literally tick them off I mean when I'm working with a a wedding couple uh, I send them beforehand obviously the contract but along with that um it's it's things like questionnaires it's finding out a bit more about them um you know the kind of people that they are but along with that it's it's kind of like breaking down the day so we've got like a schedule of exactly where are you going to be when's that going to be happening when when might this shop be happening so that at least i know um and even down to things like who should i speak to because i don't want to be hassling perhaps you know the couple themselves on the day So I would know, okay, who's, who's my contact? Is it the, you know, the best woman? Is it the, is it the father of the bride? Is it, you know, who is it that I go to and say, okay, I I need to get a shot of these six people. Can you get them into one place for me? You know, because I don't know who they are. So all of that I'll have done beforehand. Um, And then it comes down to things like literally for the prep of getting your kit together, making sure you've got the right film, that you've purchased that, you know, two weeks beforehand so that you've got you know, in cases stock shortages, all of this kind of stuff. There's a lot that goes into the the pre um, the pre production side of things. I think because my background, you know, has always been in kind of like media and um, you know film production and TV and that kind of thing. That's always been sort of drilled into me, like the idea of pre production beforehand just means that everything on the day. Because at the end of the day, if you think back to um, shooting on film for movies let's say it's flipping expensive you don't want to be on set making these decisions you you do that beforehand it's and whether that expense is time or energy or film you know itself or labor you know it's expensive to be making those decisions you know um, at the time it's much better to prepare for it beforehand
0: and as well as weddings you obviously you also do workshops mm-hmm. um, yeah. and training courses and stuff like this. So and I'm guessing, again, same thing, I guess, uh, broadly speaking, the same rules exactly apply yeah. to planning. You, you need to put in that to planning beforehand so that you have yeah. – the flex you have the brain space to be flexible in the day if yeah. things change and if stuff yeah. shifts around um i must yeah, remember to absolutely. move close to the microphone i being very That's casual right. with it also no problem, so.
1: <laughs> um and and i'm just you know a little note for listeners as well it's weird we're just trying to get used to also seeing ourselves as well so i'm <laughs> sorry if i if I get a bit distracted it's because i'm not used to also being able to see myself while i'm speaking it's very weird <laughs> um but yeah absolutely um as you say Graham, you know with all the um education side of things i do the one of the things i really love about what i do is the variety you know it is that every day is so so very different on the flip side of that every day is completely different and it means like for every single workshop for every environment i go into whether it's a school whether it's a library whether it's an old people's home whether it's um a, a dark room workshop that i'm running for a client um you know these are or whether I'm on the roof of a building in in Birmingham, you know, these are all such different environments and you don't know who you're necessarily going to be working with. You have to be able to uh, be flexible and, like you say, have that headspace at the time to be able to make better creative decisions and to make sure that it can flow better um, during the day. So if you've done the preparation beforehand, it means that you know, okay, I'm not going to have to spend 10 minutes trying to find that piece of kit because I know exactly where it is and I've got it laid out and I know it's in that compartment, in that box or in that bag. You know, I can lay my hands on it without having to worry um, Mm. and without having to hold everything up because, um, you know, as anybody who runs workshops and things like that would tell you, the time just absolutely disappears, you know, so... Um, you have to o- over plan for um, time to kind of like go on. Also, because you know I like to talk, <laughs> and uh, you know, and that and that's a lovely part of it because it is about getting to know the, the person, you know, the people who are in the in the workshop and giving them time as well to also digest the information that they're taking in, um, and to get to know each other and to you know generally have those conversations because that's what makes it a really rich experience. Mm. Um, yeah. But, you know, anybody could just deliver it. Otherwise, you know, it's about how you deliver it as much as anything else. And Mm. in order to be able to deliver it in a uh, enjoyable, you know, kind of like interesting way, you have to be prepared beforehand. You have to do all the boring stuff and make sure that that's there. So like if I was doing a a, a two-hour workshop, let's say, obviously it depends on the content of the workshop. But, you know, if I'm doing a two-hour workshop in Stoke-on-Trent, at a library for ages five to ten, the preparation for that can probably take me two days, you know, um, to make sure that I've got, I've designed the course, that I know exactly how it's going to run, that I know timings-wise, you know, if I'm doing this, then they're going to be using the lamps maybe for cyanotypes, so whilst that's happening, what am I doing to make sure that they're still entertained or engaged? Um, So then it's like, okay, well, I can bring in this activity that I can do and ask them to do that whilst they're exposing and then we can wash the cyanotypes afterwards and then they've got like within the space of an hour and a half, they've got a pinhole viewer and they've got mm. a cyanotype bookmark or something. So, you know, but it's not just about that. It's then going, what are the materials that I need to buy that I need to get in place? I need to get the PPE ready, you know, and all of these kinds of other things um, so that I know that on the day that I've also got, oh, there's my backup lamp in case that one blows up, you know, and uh, all of these kinds of things that you end up having to do hence why i I turn up somewhere like a flipping pack horse (laughs) no matter what i do (laughs) um but it is it's like taking spare batteries for spare batteries for spare you know lenses for spare bodies for like all of this kind of thing and being like okay that's my that's my a kit that's my a.5 kit that's my that's my b kit that's my c d kit (laughs) you know in various different places whatever happens and and there'll still be something that goes wrong there'll still be something that doesn't work you know that you haven't f- thought about but um i think we're only we are only human we can only do so much um to yeah. try and you know negate these negate these things um yeah. you know and you can't take into account there was somebody posted uh on social media the other day it was asking about like most embarrassing things that have happened to you on a shoot and oh my god i mean there's so many and it was such a lovely like really funny thread <laughs> i loved reading through that It was such a highlight um but like one of one of mine was um oh god oh I'm just trying to think there were so many honestly I was like well this this this." (laughs) um uh one of them I fell over backwards uh, (laughs) on the roof on the roof of the library in the middle middle of an engagement shoot I I literally felt like straight over backwards because there was a bench that was like shin height and it was made of concrete and I was walking backwards to get my shot, and uh, and yeah, I just went flying straight back over. Thankfully, I was like, not the camera, and and kind of like uh, sort of Thankfully. almost went into. A- a little, com- uh, what's the word, like a uh, commando roll um, around or a little armadillo, you know, like mm. hold on to my camera in the middle. So my camera I mean, was fine. And more like, was thankfully,
0: car. I was like not off the edge of the roof.
1: Well, yeah, there's that as well, I suppose. I don't even <laughs> think about that, really. Um, but yeah, I was like, thanks as my camera's OK. It's all right. And then obviously I had to just carry on with the shoot. Hmm. So, you know, th- there's nothing you can do to prepare for something like that. You just, yeah. you know, it's like, but. In a way, I guess I did because I had a spare camera. (laughs) So if that one had, if I had broken that one, at least I had a spare body and a spare lens, probably wouldn't have been the one that I'd ideally wanted to use, but I had it there (laughs) just in case. So, you know, that kind of thing um you can't like i say you can't predict for things like that you can't predict for the fact that i once took a radio station off air you know like i tripped over on a band photo shoot and, and pulled out the cable and it turned out to be the cable that literally like put the radio station out broadcast out <laughs> gone dead air. <laughs> um but you know uh, you live and learn and i was like 19 at the time it's one yeah. of those things that happened. so yeah. you know um like i say you can't you can't prepare for everything but you can put certain things in place to make sure that if those things happen or if something like that happens at least you've got um you've got some way of kind of like backing up um Mm. the other thing is that I'm just so very afraid for ever letting anybody down that (laughs) my anxiety is always like huge (laughs) like off the charts um and in terms of um preparing for stuff you know for workshops or for weddings or you know anything really you know um it takes it takes me an inordinate amount of time to do that because I go I literally go through absolutely everything that needs mm. to be done, or has to be done, or could possibly need be needed on the day. Um, sometimes I wind myself up into a, a you know a state that isn't great uh, because just, just sometimes, but, yeah, just sometimes. <laughs> Graham, you have quite a lot of insight into this, don't you? I suppose, um, but yeah, um, I am. I am trying. I am trying my best to be. A bit more aware of it I guess at least and go no it's okay I, I have done something similar to that in the past I don't have to start from scratch every single time now um you know but uh it is uh, it is what it is and yeah part of it is the adrenaline rush I guess of yeah. of that as well and that variety and um and things of always ending up in a different environment and things is is nice because I get to meet people I never would normally and things I'm going off on a tangent bit here but mm. yeah that's yeah it's about preparing as much as you can i think doing that pre-production to make sure that you're not wasting time energy money etc when you're on shoot um and getting that project done um and setting those expectations beforehand as well as to what's going to come out of it i think
0: claire Mm. with your with your photography um not necessarily with your data with your photography you aren't having to worry about what somebody else's expectations are you're you you do not have clients you don't have brides who are gonna have their <laughs> day ruined but you uh, the things that rachel just mentioned time energy and money are still just as important and you are, are frequently doing traveling sometimes quite long distances to go places and the very nature of the photography that you're doing means that you are needing to take kit with you and be mm. prepared um how does this, you know, what kind of planning are you having to put in place? How important is planning for you and how much time are you spending on it beforehand?
2: Um, I think very similar to what Rachel said, I would say planning is everything. And I was just thinking of that phrase. Um, what is it? Fail to plan and plan to fail, is it? Is, yeah. that, is that right? Yeah. Yeah. I think that's really true. So um, I, I for, for me, I, I, I think you can't underestimate how quick time will go. So I was just thinking of um mm-hmm. A, th- a few things that I plan for. So it's like if I'm in a group show um, and all the tasks that are required around that, which is usually you get given deadlines. So I know that I have to have my work at a certain standard by a certain date and it has to be posted off and I have to submit information for a catalogue by a certain date. Um, and the certain things that are required of me, and I feel like Rachel, a a, a, a a real sense of responsibility because I'm going to let that da- if I don't if I don't if I'm not if I'm not organized and I haven't got my things ready I'm going to let down a whole load of people and I know like um I'm just thinking of my exhibition that I had this year um and the one I had my solo exhibition last year um one of those I had I was given the exhibition date was it 18 months um in advance you know it's eight, it's mm. quite common to get a wow. date isn't it um from a gallery to say in 2 years um you'll be programmed in for your show which sounds like a long time but actually time goes so quickly so i feel for me the way i would go about it is like planning like rachel so i'm a big um list writer if i don't write everything down um, and organise myself la- that way, I-, I know that I will forget. So I'll be doing things like h- how, you know, I'll know the space, how many works I have to have in that space, how many works I've got, how many works I need to get, and I'll give myself a deadline. I need to have produced if I have to do, so say I have I need to have 36 images, 50-50, and I think, well, I've already got... Um, 25 so i need to get 11 new ones i'll timetable myself when i have to mm. produce those by then it's the things of like knowing that all the tasks that come having to get the prints ready cuz i have them on dive on then it's things like i have to get i have to have them framed and so i have to consider my the framer because i just mm. can't land um sort of you know tomorrow and say i've got can you frame these 30 you know 36 images um I have to have a discussion. We have to, dis- you know, he, he, they know what the frame you want. Then they have to source, possibly source the materials. Then I have to give, consider them, and think. Well, they might need a month, you know, mm-hmm. depending what their workload is to do to do all this. um So all these things, and then you think. And again, I feel like if I'm not organised and I haven't done all these tasks, I'm going to let the gallery down as well, and galleries as well, and the contracts I've ever ha- i've i've had. Um, they say quite clearly in them that um, you know, they have the right to if your work's not at a certain standard, they have the right not to accept it. So that's a kind of that pushes you then to be as organized as possible. And then there's the, all the whole hanging of the um exhibition. and um planning, like Rachel said, really planning in advance and not underestimating how you might need that time because, for instance, in the, the two exhibitions I had recently, um, I had moving images, as I had moved films, short films, as well as my still phot- photographic mm. work. So I did an installation in the middle. And um, I caused, you know, <laughs> one of my biggest challenges, I, I couldn't find a, because te- I had an idea in my head and I'd organised a neon sign and that took time and got that customised, but I, I couldn't find a television um an old vintage one yeah
1: yeah
2: (laughs) I had in my head and I was trying to I was sourcing them sourcing them and a lot of them I needed one that would could could work and Mm. it was getting nearer to the time nearer to the time so the flexibility like what Rachel spoke about earlier was I had to so in my head I had a particular color and a particular type of tv Mm. I had to jettison that idea and look at what actually I had available to me that would fit what I wanted as close as I could but that would work because I knew that I needed one that was going to play my films on a loop Mm. Um, and and so that was that kind of threw me especially in the in the second um, exhibition I had so yeah so it's it really is all about planning and um, considering you know and it's it's not like a bit like what you said Rachel it's not always it's not just you it's a whole group of individuals um that are doing different things um to, to to create it and if you if you're not organized i i feel like rachel i always feel a real sense of responsibility um because i know that i'm not just letting myself down i'm potentially letting all these other individuals down as well if i'm not really organized mm-hmm. if, if i think about how i go about planning a photographic shoot um for me, because I don't do, you know, because I do sort of staged work and I think so um, if I know I'm going to somewhere, I have a location, I will start planning in my head ideas of really studying that location, thinking, OK, this is where I'm going. What bit of it, if, if I can, I'm, if it's possible, if it's local, I'll do a, a recce of it. If it's not. I'll look as much as I can online and I'll get my ideas going, build up around it, plan what do I need to bring. You know, for me, it's a case of maybe what outfits, what props, What's what are my ideas? So I do spend, I do give myself time to really think about what my ideas are for, for this particular shoot. Um, and I've said before, for me, I like storyboard out, so that's all time and planning. Um, it might be, and then if it's outdoors, indoors, then it's about the kit and bringing your kit with you, isn't it? And um, f- um, making sure, like what Rachel said, all your kit is working. You've got batteries if
1: you need them. Where are the plug sockets? Yeah. You know, that's that, always was something yeah. that you'd like mark on, you know, a yeah. little map of the room or whatever, or it's like... You know, calling up the hotel and saying, Have you got a plug socket or have you got access to power in this room? You know, all that kind of thing. Absolutely.
2: And and believe it or not, I have actually made what you'd call a schoolboy errand and things been out and like I've run out of batteries in a camera and I thought I haven't bought spare batteries. So I will now make a list of everything I need. Um, and, And like you say, Rachel, tick it off because I know that if I don't write it, I'm at risk of potentially forgetting to bring some so I'm a big writer of down list things and ticking them off and also for me um and this is probably just maybe my kind of paranoia but I will always have more than one camera with me just in case it breaks or (laughs) I drop it again um and then and then your lights you know so that's how yeah and I mean sometimes if I go abroad or on shoots you know it literally my kit that I take Overrides um, for my personal stuff. Clothing is is very minimal yeah. because <laughs> <Yeah>. I, <need, laughs> like I prioritize <laughs> everything else, all the kit, yeah. and then um, all the film that I need. And yeah, so I've, I so I think for me it's about yeah writing down lists and. Sometimes as well, breaking it off into the, the the chunks of what you're doing, isn't it? Oh, I'm planning my, what do I, you know, the location or I'm planning the ideas. Mm-hmm. And then it's the, what do I need? What film do I need? Making sure you've got that. Um, yeah.
0: Um, and, you mentioned briefly uh, storyboarding, Claire. Yes, so- yeah. When you're storyboarding, how how um, detailed is that? Are you sketching out ideas as you're as you want them to look? You know, are they like concept plans, or is it more uh, You know, ideas written down. How how do your storyboards evolve?
2: Um, my storyboards usually, I'll have the i well once I've got the idea. Um, or a ref idea. I'll, once I've firmed up and I think, okay, I know what I'm going to do, um, I will then storyboard. So I'll I will sketch out as best I can. <laughs> um, so you'd see. So it might see. It might say something like, um, or you might see um, close up um, in the centre with red dress on and a hand in the I don't know whatever I've decided Mm. and I'll write things down of where I think I want the camera as well so whether I want low a low angle or so because I've got the I can see it in my head um and also in case I forget because sometimes I don't know about any of you 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 can have an idea and I feel like if I don't write it down sometimes you can you can you can lose it but I feel like for me as well it's a good it really is helpful because um it wants you there if you've got that you know piece of paper or your storyboard and you've got the um the frames how you've planned them out and it's the same with like with it with it particularly with a with a short film as well mm-hmm. um it's your shot list isn't it as well yeah it's your shot list and you look at it and you think oh yes and, and that's that one and, and that's mm-hmm. that one and, and I'm convinced if I didn't do that I would probably forget oh I forgot all about that scene that i imagined hmm. um in my, in my head that would have possibly been you know something to try um so i i write everything down so i have different lists so you'd have your storyboard like you say right to your shop list my equipment list test out as well always you know it sounds obvious but you don't want to be on any kind of shoot and find out that you haven't charged your batteries up or something's not working so making sure all your equipment is working, isn't it? Making sure well in advance that you've got the film stock that you want, you've got it, um, you know, it, it, You because know, you don't want to be in a position where it's like two days to a shoot and you're thinking, oh, no, my camera is broken. Um, I'm going to have to get a new one because I've got not, no time to repair it and actually I've got no film in my fridge or whatever. So I, I think it's – and it sounds obvious, but you'd be surprised what you can – overlook if you don't write all these
1: things down isn't it yeah i um, think when i went to um take my my om1 away um, yeah uh, i i didn't do any of the stuff that i would normally do because i was like mm. this is supposed to be a break i'm not going to be doing this in work mode and i, I took my cameras away <laughs> and then i was like yeah the uh, light meter's not working so in in mm. two of my cameras the light meter had stopped working and i was like really mm. <laughs> typical, but it's because i hadn't done what i would normally do which yeah. is all of the prep and all of the checks and taking all the spares and all of that and i didn't do any of that so yeah it's fine in the end obviously it was fine because it wasn't for work which is the reason that i mm. didn't do that but yeah it does affect does not it sorry graham yeah.
0: no i was just gonna ask whether either of you um because obviously rachel you, know, you do shoots with people you tend to work with models more if you're doing stuff um will you if you've got say for example you're traveling a particularly long way or you have a location for which you have very limited access will you do test shoots at home um especially i know both of you are getting more into artificial lighting now i know this mm. is sort of something both of you are yeah. exploring more is, is this a thing you might muck around with at home potentially with a digital camera to just try out setup so you go okay I, I you know where do i want things you talk claire about you know, you can visualize how you want it to mm. look Will you try test shots at home to see, is that going to work? Does this look right? Do these colors work or you, not so much?
2: Um, I will. Yeah. Especially with artificial lighting, um, because I know that my comfort zone is outside in, in, in bright sunlight. Um, artificial lighting, I will, I will test. Um, um, it's like, I've just bought some a, a ring light, actually a new ring light. <laughs> so I know I'm going to, I'm going to test that just in my house. Yeah, um, uh, and I can test it on instant film um, just to see. Yeah, just 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 to see the latitude and and, and mm-hmm. how it how it um, how it responds and and, mm-hmm. and, and reacts. Oh, absolutely. Um, again, it's it's similar, very similar to what Rachel says. <clears throat> For myself, obviously, um, if I'm doing my own work, um, you know, you want especially if I I'm going somewhere or I've hired somewhere you know you want to make sure um it's not a waste Mm -hmm. and if there's anyone else involved um I feel like you you put in like 200% because you feel a responsibility and you don't want to let that person down and you want to do the best don't you um Mm -hmm. and so I would I will have test run everything yeah I don't think even though You know, you can always, there is, you know, there is always an element of sort of chance and stuff, isn't there, with film. But I don't know, I don't think I'd be ever brave enough to just turn up with, say, a new piece of equipment or a new lighting uh, lighting rig. Mm-hmm. And I've never kind of uh, pre-tested it and had some idea of how it's going to respond, how it's going to respond and, um, or the distance, you know, mm-hmm. how, how effective it's going to be um, how, how far the, the light can travel, and in, in the room, or from the subject,
1: or whatever. I, I don't know. I'd, mm. I, I don't think I'd risk that. I can tell you that on the occasions that I have done that, it would <laughs> not go well. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, obviously, I've never done that on like on a shoot, like something like a, a wedding, or in the middle of a workshop, or anything yeah. like that. But um, there's, you know, there's occasions where it's like, oh well, this is this is a you know, uh, an interesting project or something. Mm. Yeah. I, you know, I've maybe got, um, a little bit more leeway or I might try and cause I, I quite often, um, end up with, with so many ideas. It's like, Oh, I'm going to try that. Oh, I could try that. Or I could bring this or, you know, I could do that instead. Yeah. So i will just take them as like extra options and we'll see how things go. Um, and then when I do try and do that, because I haven't specifically planned and prepped for using that it's it's not generally worked like there's the occasional happy accident isn't there but yeah um it's it's things like um as an example uh, the the um project that I did in Birmingham when I was shooting um pinhole large format pinhole mm. um off the roof um for uh making these enormous sort of cyanotype final prints and things and I was working with like an an on-site kind of basically they gave me a maintenance broom cupboard kind of thing yeah. to, to be the dark room, uh, which is great and it was supposed to take like a day um and it ended up taking I think three days four days so I had to do yeah. like you know so many more trips backwards and forwards and then try and then I was like I'm gonna have to just sort of stay over because it was in Birmingham and stuff you know trying to figure that out but um as sort of like an extra because I, I knew I was going to be shooting on film uh, large format film but I thought as an extra I'll just take along some direct positive paper you know I might mm. whack a couple of those in and you know and we'll just see how they come out and they did not work <laughs> because I mm. hadn't I hadn't tested it out beforehand yeah I'd just sort of taken it along as like a little extra like oh if I get time I'll do that um, but in the end um, that extra little bit of time, you know, that was, that was a good 20 minutes because it was a pinhole image, you yeah. know? So it, it yeah. stopped me from making one more that I should have been making on mm. film that I knew was going to work. So, you know, it's just one of those things you learn from. Um, but, uh, but yeah, on, like I say, on those occasions, it hasn't really worked. <laughs> mm. um, so that always does make me go back to thinking, okay, what, what is it I'm going to do? And um, yes, the question about artificial lighting, um, mm graham and and sort of like preparing for that uh and yes because also i i tend to shoot using natural light and things but i have been experimenting more and and i'm learning more about artificial light and using mm. that with film photography as well uh, for you know sort of plans for where i want to go in the future as well and um for example i went and did um a couple of shoot or obviously a few shoots with the um churchill war rooms um underground in Westminster down in London um and so those were for events for very specific events again they couldn't be redone you had to like you know I was there with my old you know 40s cameras I had to kind of know what I was going to come out with because if I'm shooting on those on you know on film with my old Mertz 45 flash, my dad's old flash you know I've got to know if this is going to work and how it's going to look when it you know when I actually process it because they're going to expect to see that. I
2: know, <laughs> you know yeah.
1: afterwards. So, uh, so yes. So absolutely, I tested that out on very unwilling subjects such as Adam and my dad and the dog <laughs> <laughs> beforehand, just to see you know how it is going to how it's going, yeah. it going to work. Um, because processing those rolls and finding that nothing's come out is a heck of a lot better than, than processing something afterwards after yeah. the shoot and going that didn't work, did it? Oh no. Yeah. So, you know, again, yeah. I think I'm just too afraid. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, am <laughs> <and> me.
0: <laughs> from from what you're saying, uh, one of the things that both of you um, have come back to sort of several times is this idea of whether it's your shot list or your storyboard of having a pretty clear idea in your head of what you want to achieve when you're mm. there. Mm. And I think that's I think that's really important because and it's one of the great things about photography, but it's also one of the things that can be a problem when you are in a crunch situation is that you need to be using very different parts of your brain to be, to be handling different things. You need to be, Mm. and you can't have both those bits running at the same time. The, you, you, or I mean, I guess I'm sure some people can. It's chaos. Um, (laughs) But if you're trying to think about, okay, making sure all of the technical aspects are right, I've got the lighting, I've got this, whilst trying to think about, okay, now I need to think creatively and picture this. It's just much harder. And if you've Uh, already got one part of that kind of nailed down in your head, yes, of course, it's going to need tweaking. But there's a big difference between tweaking an idea that you've got and coming up with an idea wholesale. And and as, as you both mentioned about having other people there, I think if you've got another person there never mind just being mindful of not inconveniencing them I think they are even if they're just sitting quietly to one side they they're just another kind of mm. silent pull on your like pressure and, yeah exactly even so mm. um so it does and it, there's no getting away from the fact that it is more important to do this stuff when you're shooting analog because Mm. there are certain luxuries that you have shooting digital that you lose you you lose the ability to take almost not an infinite number of pictures but hundreds of pictures Mm. you very importantly you lose the ability to see the images that you've taken and adjust so you need to know that they're going to work i mean all right you tend to shoot instant quite a lot claire and mm. yeah, and you do as well you use instant within your work as well but yeah,
1: okay. both of
0: you shoot a lot of just roll film and you're yeah. not going to see that um and so that is another a, a big factor that is lost with that um mm. and um yeah so you and and also and the and the third thing is that um a digital camera especially these modern digital cameras you have so much flexibility in the conditions that they will perform well in Mm. whereas once you've made a choice about what role of film is in there it's Mm. in there and maybe if you're shooting a um camera with an interchangeable back you've got some options but they're always going to be more limited uh and so you really have to i mean because you can't you you do not have a a completely variable setup you have to work with what you've got because i guess Mm. you you talked about planning for um as you, know, you you plan for it to be a success but you have in your head the idea that well things could crop up but as mm. you said Rach you can't mitigate for every unforeseen no. circumstance and sometimes things are going to happen that are just pff, throw your no. hands up um
1: I think uh, my, my, one of my cameras stopped working halfway through a wedding didn't it that you were with uh... me I mm. think Graham yeah it? and it was like okay well wh- what do we do so hmm. let's let's switch this over. Let's get the other body out. And and okay, maybe it's not ideal, but we'll work with what we've got. Yeah. I've got my analog camera with it as well. So you know, and it just meant that the ratio of which one I was shooting with changed slightly. You know, but if yeah. I hadn't have had that option at all, that that would yeah. have been literally a disaster. <laughs> you yeah. know, so it's it's that kind of thing. It's if you think about film, uh, as in the movies, um, yeah. you know, thinking about how um he, there's so many examples of where shoots for for like mega multi-million pound movies have gone over and um think about like um superman right and mm. and the fact that they he, he'd ended up going off onto a different shoot and had grown a beard and then they had to like cgi his face <laughs> and, and everything afterwards because because they couldn't do pickups because of the cost and because of the mm. time you know there's not sometimes there is that option but it's it's going to have such a knock-on effect on so many other things mm. as well um and sometimes there just isn't that option they couldn't get him back they literally had to like basically mm. create it from nothing mm. you know so um and that's one silly example but yeah that's that's the kind of thing it's like you couldn't wouldn't be able to guarantee would you claire that the lighting was going to be the same weather you know or yeah what have you going back to that same even though you might be able to go back to that same location you're not going to be able to necessarily recreate what you were capturing that on that day. Yeah. And so the, that the feeling and the atmosphere that you've been going for with that mm. planned shoot, it is what it is on that day and yeah. in that moment in time. Yeah. yeah. And so trying to recreate that because you've forgotten a shot and you didn't have your shot list or you didn't have your storyboard, mm. you know, it's, it's easier and yeah. seems to make more sense to do it that way around. Than, yeah.
2: Than I other. think, I think as well, um, that's that's really true and i think what you were saying about your experience that i would have been i think i'd have had my heart in my mouth rachel <laughs> if i was photographing a wedding and my camera stopped work <laughs> it wasn't fun no <laughs> definitely but,
0: <laughs> Rachel yeah, did have the benefit wedding. of having me there oh. to keep her company so we were fine oh, yeah, <laughs>
2: um, it, yeah but fact, i think yeah. it's it's, it's a, <laughs> you're right in the planning it's about having a plan b as well isn't it it's mitigating potentially some things like well I'm not going to just have one camera with me because, in case the worst-case scenario is this stops working, so it is having the plan B as well, isn't isn't there? Yeah, and it's, it's the same with locations as well. And I don't know. Yeah. I think that um, whatever instruments you're using to produce your work. Um, whatever cameras or lights or whatever I always think they are they're like your friends aren't they I think that that they become your friends Flaky. and I and, and yeah and so I, pref- I prefer to be um I prefer to be familiar with my friends before that before I before I take them out on 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 a on a location so I think you know <laughs> I like to know how they're gonna going to work a bit, you
1: know.
0: You uh, like to know how they work how are they before you treat take them me? out to a random tune. Yeah, and...
1: yeah. <laughs> I think that seems like a sensible plan for life. Quite yeah.
0: excellent. Yeah. I mean, it's it, – doing this stuff is like – it's making yourself your future used best friend because – um. What, yeah,
1: past me will thank me for this. <laughs> exactly.
0: Because the thing is, like, the skill set that I do have – Uh, I do have some vague skills – i'm i am very good at <laughs> functioning in a crisis that? yeah functioning in the crisis as i was just yeah. saying like <laughs> uh, you know and in in past work i mean it's, it's not really an issue for me in the gardening world right now we don't have a great deal of sort of like oh this is happening it's very <laughs> but you know when i used to work at, in, managing in garden centers earthquake and, yeah yeah exactly but you know when i used to work at, in um garden centers and running stuff and doing stuff and things like things going on here and and I'm quite good at going, okay, we're going to do this, we're going to do this, we're going to do this. But all of that is um, contingent upon you having the wherewithals to enact a solution to the problem you've just hit. Yeah. And if you've gone into something not thinking, oh, this might be a problem, not think, then you're leaving yourself with a mm. far smaller pool of resources to draw from. Mm. Um, whereas if you have kind of thought, okay, what if? What if it's pouring down with rain? Yeah. What if it's blowing a gale? What if? Mm. Yeah. You know, I mean, all right. You you can't do it. But if you try and think, okay, well, I can't take something for this and for this. But what might do for both of those things? Then on the day when things. When something goes not 100% planned, which I can, I would imagine that both of you would probably would say that it's pretty rare for everything to always be perfect mm. when you go there. Like, that I can't don't think there.
1: anything has ever gone completely according to no.
0: plan. No. But I really knowing, don't. <laughs> yeah, but, <laughs> but if you can go, okay, I know I've got something. I can solve this by... Yes. Yes. Because I threw yeah. a roll of gaff tape in. Oh, my tripod head snapped. I'll, I've got a roll of gaff tape. Tape, tape, tape. Yeah. You know, and off you go. And it, so, like I said, it is thinking ahead and planning ahead and just thinking what oh, what would i like somebody to be able to hand me on the day if all of this was apart mm.
2: um i think as well that like if you've if you've planned for your kind of things that we've just spoken about so you know you've 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 got your equipment you know you roughly know how it's going to respond in certain conditions you've checked it's all working you've got all your batteries you've got you've got at least a couple of cameras in case one packs up i think your head is then freed up for some other um like you say some other pitfalls that might appear that are out of your control like you say like you just said like if you plan to do a shoot on a on a on a dry day but it's pouring with rain you can kind of problem solve around that rather than having your head also um it, 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 you know in a chaos mode <laughs> because mm. you're like oh no um you know, or I've forgotten even I forgot to
1: bring the it. film. You know, <laughs> same extent. Yeah. It's it's you know I think probably something that we've all found during this year, especially yeah. That, that initial. Um, I don't think I'm alone in fe- having felt like this. Like that initial parts of lockdown where it really kind of like hit home and how difficult I found it to focus, like yeah. how difficult I found it to be creative. Like most of this year I've felt a bit like that. Like mm. this, it's been a struggle to feel creative because you're, you're in survival mode. You're in like, where am I going to get money from to survive? Mm. How do you feed us? You know, like this, yeah. you can't possibly be creative when, when you're in survival mode, you know, it's just, it's not, you haven't got the capacity. There's only so much capacity that we have to be able to yeah. do that and then onto this, you know. Yeah. So by by kind of in the circumstances that where we can be a bit more in control, if if we're planning, you know, that gives us, that frees up those other parts of our brain, as you've mm. also both said, you know, to, to be able to uh, do your best creative work, really, mm. you know, mm. rather than just being in, like, crisis mode. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> very definitely. Definitely. Very feel.
0: And also, I would imagine that it's um, without this, the level of stress and anxiety both before and during any event is also mm. massively higher. Um, because yeah. you, you're not in control; it's all like, no, oh, God, <laughs> see your pants.
1: <laughs> yeah, um, I mean, some people really thrive under pressure. You know, mm. we're just talking mm. about our own personal experiences mm. here, and I think probably all three of us do approach what we've talked about in quite a similar way by the sounds mm. of things but mm. some people just absolutely you know the planning to them would be like oh i'm taking all of the fun out of it i'm taking all of the spontaneity yeah. out of it i'm just you know I'm, I'm planning that into oblivion you know i'd rather just turn up and see what happens you know mm. um i think i i would like to be able to do that you know I'd love to just feel like I was in a movie and like oh yeah, I just grab my camera and off I go and, yeah everything's cool. But um but I also know myself and I know how how bad I would feel about trying to do that. Yeah. I just wouldn't be able to create what I'd need to create, yeah. you know. Um but yeah absolutely, you know, people are different, aren't they? And for some people that's that's the thrill of of doing that. Mm. Um, whether that whether people do that on a professional basis, it, I think is a different situation. Mm. Like, like I say, you know, if I was going out to shoot for a personal project, I can't even remember when I went to shoot mm. for a personal project last. To be honest, it was probably the Cheap Shots Challenge, <laughs> which mm. isn't really personal. You know, it's still yeah. work to a certain extent. You know, and um, uh, yeah, just just to kind of like go and experiment and try something out, and it doesn't matter in that's a very different circumstance and uh in the in that situation then absolutely I'm more than happy anybody who listens to the podcast and has done for the last three or four years that I've been here will know that I'm always like yeah go and experiment try things out um if you've got that the luxury of being able to do that I think that's that's the way to approach it but Mm. yeah it's it's very different when there are expectations or when there's Mm. you know um when you're doing it on a professional basis.
2: Yeah. I f- I find as well, Rachel, that um, I always get ang- I always have anxiety. <laughs> I always get anxious um, if I'm working to sort of deadlines and, and stuff. Mm. But then I was I was funny enough just the other night. I was thinking in some ways I'm glad I have that because mm. I feel like it show it tells me that I'm actually bothered and mm. um, that I'm not just um, being I don't know. arrogant or flippant and thinking oh i'll be absolutely fine i think that kind of anxiety i think keeps me in check to say no it's good to be bothered and it's good to think i have to do the best i can do um Mm. and i you know it's not just me and i can't let all these other people down so uh, in a way Mm. um it's quite a good thing Mm -hmm. (laughs) i think i'll worry if if the day i i uh I don't have that kind of response (laughs) even though it sometimes doesn't feel like
1: that yeah and yet we still procrastinate as well or I know I do you know and you still end up at that point where it's like the 11th hour and you're like why haven't I done this and I think there's it's taken me a long time to realize that a lot of procrastination a lot of the times that I find myself procrastinating it's because I'm afraid it's because I'm worried and anxious about something Uh, and so it's it's that rather than just kind of not doing it for the sake of not doing it it's because mm. um because i'm worried either about how badly it's going to go or how possibly how you know how it's going to turn out in the end like I I, don't know, I, it's a it's a funny one isn't it we put ourselves under so yeah. much pressure quite often. I, c-
2: I completely agree with you there rachel because i feel like if i procrastinate it's behind it is fear
1: mm.
2: and it's it's fear and i and i'm always once i actually make myself start a process or do something I'm all and, and in other in other areas of my life I'm always it's never as bad as I think it is but I think it is fear isn't it um but I think as well uh, like laziness a, for me yeah, is
1: it lazy, very well, that's much a, that's I mean you you've always been very upfront about saying that you're lazy you're a lazy person Graham and, <laughs> and and I I appreciate the fact that you do say that um I know that that's not the case the whole time and that you play into you play mm-hmm. up to that definitely but but there is definitely an element of you that's just like, ah, can't be bothered, whatever. Mm. Whereas I think Claire and I are not that in that no. in the same to the same extent, you know, in the same way. It is it is a different approach, definitely. Yeah. Mm. I'm
2: will but- be thinking in my bed at night, oh, like yeah. sort of a mindset <laughs> I am. <laughs> yeah. But I think it's like I say, Rachel, I think it has advantages because I think it shows that where we are very cons- we are bothered about um you know, doing the best that we can do and and creating something that mm. we're happy with. And if there's other people involved that they're happy too. And if there's other people involved, we're not letting them down. So mm. I think that's sometimes it's not all bad to, be, to have that.
0: Mm. Yeah. And yeah. I think it, it like we talked about planning for for going on shoots and for weddings yeah. and for courses and stuff. But the thing is I think to a an extent prior thought and planning even if it's not very much even if it is just thinking about something beforehand Mm. is always going to be beneficial even if you're just going for a photo walk no matter what kind of shooting whether it's street photography or, or landscape photography to to think about before okay where am I going mm-hmm. what would I like to get whilst I'm there um I mean even mentally
1: prepared yourself at least yeah you, yeah. you put
0: yourself in I, yeah. when I went out so uh, last weekend when I was getting all oh, the weekend for last whenever it was um when I, I I knew I needed to get some pictures for this darn cheap shot challenge and, I, <laughs> and um and I hadn't done any planning but I had the idea in my head of okay this is what I'm going to do I'm going to try and Find things in this village. I don't know what I'm going to find, but I'm going to try and find things which, in my head, kick off a link for a song. I don't care how remote, I don't care how stupid, <laughs> but at least I had that. So when they went out with that, I saw things. I saw mm, things yes, which, yes. if I hadn't gone out with that in my head, I wouldn't have seen them. They would mm, you know, wouldn't have, wouldn't
1: have taken mm,
0: those photos. You wouldn't have, no, wouldn't have taken wouldn't have them, have would that never have yeah. or purpose
1: or, yeah, you know, I th- yeah.
2: I think the thinking time is critical. I don't think I could produce the work that I do um, or create anything if I didn't have a substantial amount of time to mm-hmm. to think about it. And 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 it's almost like I, I feel like once if I'm thinking of ideas and and if I it might be that I'm watching a lot of films or I'm um, whatever's driving my idea. I'm fi- it's almost like I'm filling my head and filling my. <laughs> my dna or something my genes you know into this into a different space you're filling space. your genes yeah. that's an unfortunate Sorry, that phrase yeah. <laughs> my, you know it's almost like i'm changing my my, my dna or something temporary because mm. I'm, be- I'm just completely absorbing and mm. taking myself to a specific um headspace um and i find that's really important to me so for me that kind of um development time in my own kind
1: of head is is, is critical and I it's of uh, like I, being a writer isn't it yeah, like that idea yeah, that you know yeah. such a lot of that is that yeah. development time it's yeah. you know whether it's um you know you're talking about just thinking about it and getting into that mental yes. space for it and yes um, as as you know, I got a piano
0: for my, yeah, for my birthday,
1: yeah. and um, I was doing my. I know. Sorry, I just realised nobody's <laughs> <see me> doing was <laughs> doing the mime
0: piano. I was piano. Just doing the mime
1: for piano, <laughs> the international sign mime for piano. Um, mm. But uh, I was listening to one of the kind of like online lessons that I'm sort of doing mm. uh, to to just kind of learn a little bit, you know. And and um, uh, and he was saying that they there were some studies done recently where somebody was sort of like in a scientific way that they said, well, um, this group of people are going to learn, you know, these three chords uh, throughout the whole week, you know, and that's Mm. basically what they're doing. They're just playing those over and over again. And this group of people are going to learn those three chords, but they're not actually going to touch a piano. Yeah. Yeah. And at the end of this, you know, period of time, they both had the same amount of um, uh, brain growth and sort of change of how, um, you know, how they could picture those chords and Mm. things they'd mentally prepared as much as actually having gone and played on a piano
2: the
1: other group who hadn't even done that because that was what they'd been Mm. mentally preparing themselves for or kind of going over they were at the same point like and at the same Mm. level Mm. um, which I thought was really interesting no definitely what we're sort of saying there really is. yeah we went out for your walk you'd already pictured That was what it was going to kind of like be. That was your expectation, or that was what you were aiming for, and that was the purpose of it. So, Mm. yeah, interesting. And it's so that your the 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 camera angles that
2: you've thought about Mm. even are almost like they're just second nature. That because you've thought about it so much, they're Mm. imprinted in you by the time Mm. you get to create the work. That's how I like to get to the stage. But it's critical. I was thinking of um the twelve twelve project um which is you know the yeah. the 12 photographers isn't it that all shoot to a theme um every month it's all instant isn't it it's all instant mm-hmm. and um it's it's starting again it, it, again because of lockdown it kind of um came to you know this year sort of hasn't happened so we're starting again in in, in January 2021 but um so I was invited by Penny who who's uh, who who um organizes it she's based in Nashville to be part of it in um what year was it in, in 2019 and again my initial reaction obviously I was very um delighted to be invited to be to be part of it but you know straight away I thought oh can I do it can I do it you know which again what I was saying about the anxiety is I'm glad I have that reaction because it it's not taking anything for granted and mm. then i thought oh it's going to really push me as well out of my comfort zone because i'm working to sometimes you know um i'm only one of 12 themes so i'm working every month um to someone else's theme that they've come up with um which and i wondered how i would get on really, with that really yeah and, that. And, and yeah and then i knew again this whole thing about being organized Mm. and thinking it through and being organised because I know that I've I, every month I have a time slot that I have to upload a picture on the same day every month at that specific time. And if I don't do it, I'm going to let the whole group down. Um, and I can't not have that time because everyone else has got their time. So it was actually a positive experience because... Um, I spent a lot of time planning, sometimes thinking of like the first three months and, and, and thinking about my ideas. Um, and it was, and, it, and in fact, I think it was through that. Um, I think the first, um, the first image that I created for it for the January was my telepath image, which, which actually I was quite surprised at how mm. positively people responded to that image. Um, and that wouldn't have happened if i if i wasn't um wasn't part of that and it went through that whole process of the yeah
0: yeah, as you said it, it, it's um you'd given yourself the room to get into the head and get into the flow and um and find find where yeah. you needed to be with it um yeah. and I think that's the, i mean we've we've all uh, well i certainly have and i would imagine an awful lot of people listening to this have had the experience of thinking. I'm just going to go and grab some pictures. I've got some time. Yeah. I'm going to go and you go out and you walk around and you come back with nothing because <laughs> you hadn't, you weren't in the headspace. You didn't go out with any clue about what you wanted. I mean, sometimes you can go out like that and get into it and go, Oh, knew. you start taking pictures and you start to find the flow. But um, yeah, I've sort of had a number of occasions where I've gone, Oh, I've got some time. I'm going to go out with the camera. And I just walk around and come back and go, I didn't, didn't see anything, <laughs> mm-hmm. but you can walk around the same space. If you've gone out, with an idea and mm. find stuff. And then that starts to feed off and feed off. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. Um, given the incredible wealth of technology that we have at our fingertips these days, <laughs> are, are there any, uh, I suppose apps is particularly the thing we're looking at. Are there any apps that you guys use that you find particularly help you with your plan? I mean, I know Claire, you said about lists and stuff like that, you know, and but what, what things do you find make planning for whatever you've got coming up easier? <laughs>
1: I, I was just um Graham's laughing because I was like, here's my apps. Woo! Uh, look <laughs> at the state of my phone. There's billions oh. on there. But um uh, I was I was just thinking of uh, Todoist. to is the one that I use. That's um uh, a list making one. Mm. And I've found uh I Adam told me about this the other day and I was like, oh my God, this changed my life. Um, You can uh, add projects into it, which is Is very cool. Um, So um, there's actually the option now to add projects. And so when you're adding tasks into your list, you can um, allocate them to specific um, projects. So projects wise, I've got little vintage photography, obviously I've got personal ones. I've got ones for my part-time job. um, I've got ones that are like housework or whatever, you know? And so, you can literally just sort of allocate them in to each of those mm. and you give them a date and you can give them a time. So that, like each day it's like, okay, what's happening this day? Uh, and they'll come up in the, mm. in the time that you'd need them to. And, you know, so using that in combination with just something really simple, cause that's just like a free, a free app, mm. you know? Um, but using that in combination with things like my, uh, my Google calendar, I, I don't know what I would do without that. <laughs> yeah. um, but, but though, just those two free, kind of like bits of software just really help to uh to kind of like keep keep on track Mm. with things um I also have like a um a handwritten like notebook so if I've got Mm. just oh something comes to me and I haven't either got my phone to hand or you know or what have you I can just literally scribble that down and then transfer it afterwards I just finished reading um a book actually that Adam gave me which is the organized writer Anthony Oh, I've forgotten his name. The book's in the other room. Ah, um, uh, damn, that's annoying. Um, but that was actually really good because obviously it was about writing. Um, so um, Adam had it and we bought it for our friend as well, who's who's a, a writer. Um, but there's a lot of transferable uh, skills in that. There's a lot yeah. of transferable knowledge and things that have that just sort of really helped to uh, kind of get me sort of back on track really mm-hmm. with that. Um, it's like anything, it's it's practice, I think, you know, uh, using any of these systems and just kind of like finding the right one that works for you. Um, you might have to try a few out until you find the one that just becomes second nature and becomes mm. natural because uh, if it becomes a big thing to have to write it down <laughs> or to have to use that particular app, then you're never going to do it, are you? You know, mm. so um, that one I find very good. Um, how about you, Claire? What do you tend to use? Well, I- <laughs> I'm shockingly
2: old-fashioned and I <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You've got your uh, final facts. I had I that until just a couple of years ago. Yeah, yeah. yeah. no, um, I'm shockingly old-fashioned and my preference is to write into mm-hmm. notebooks, actually. Yeah. <laughs> All my ideas, my lists. I, I, I'm a massive yeah. list person. Yeah. Ideas, lists, my influences, that sort of thing, and then the, 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 the shop list or the, the storyboard. Yeah. Um,
1: Anything put, more like that? Definitely no. I'll, I'll, I'll yeah. put things into.
2: I will put things in, into my phone. But yeah, I'm. Yeah, I'm just shockingly old-fashioned. <sighs>
0: the thing I, is, I, laughed old-fashioned. Yeah, I laughed at you. Yeah, I laugh at you, Claire. But Rage will vouch for the fact that I'm just the same. I'm all. I like. I write everything down on paper. I don't tend to. I mean, I'll, I'll be sat in front of my computer, and I'll be writing everything down just because mm. it's quicker. I've got this. Is okay, literally I'll,
1: the first time I've started to use this, to be honest, yeah. because because of that very thing, like. I've always been paper and pen and, and notebooks and yeah. things and I realized that actually it was starting to add to the stress level because I couldn't always find which notebook yeah. I'd written it in or when I'd written it or where yeah. I'd put it and I had three different notebooks and it was like oh my god so for for things that are um a bigger and more like ideas or you know sort of like longer form kind of things this is more for literally like tasks like I need to send these emails today you know or mm-hmm. I need to uh, I need to walk the dog or whatever and it's it's kind of like those kinds of things yeah um anything kind of creative i can't i can't really type onto kind of a computer it just doesn't work for me it's I have to funny. write it out longhand yeah. I was going
2: to say I I pretty much write longhand as well but I will as well type things up and print the print them, <laughs> print oh, them out nice. yeah um but I also and again being really old-fashioned I've got my camera uh, my phone calendar which I put things in mm-hmm. but my preference is still an old-fashioned um calendar yeah no no um, um I was just I was going to say I I was going to show you in my diary which I and I favor a sort of A4 size one Mm -hmm. and that and I will write things in so if I know I've got my deadlines I will write in and I'll keep reminding myself in my, my in my diary um so you know Mm. idea you've got to have your idea by here. You've got to, you know, um yeah. whatever. So many prints. So I will write it into my into my diary always. I'd be so lost without my my diary um and all my dates and stuff. But if I don't write things down, I know what I'm like, I would forget things. Yeah. Um yeah. Yeah. yeah but it's it's lovely. I mean, as it's funny because I feel like my personality is that I'm naturally quite um I am I could easily be quite naturally undisciplined and a bit chaotic, but I actually am someone that responds very well to discipline mm-hmm. and
1: structure. <laughs> yeah.
2: <laughs> so Not I have me. to kind of, yeah.
1: Otherwise. Yeah. Was, yeah. Sound very similar, actually, Claire, yeah. I think. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Like, I know it often looks chaotic from the outside and it often feels chaotic on the inside, <laughs> but um, I think it, it also depends on, it also depends on who I'm doing it for and yeah. what it is that I'm doing it, you yeah. know, and what it is I'm doing, yeah. um, at, you know, as generally anything that's like a, a personal project or something that's mm. way 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 down at the bottom that mm. that's the one that's always on the list that never ever ever mm. happens you yeah. know um and sometimes yeah. in the planning stages as
2: well my house is like in chaos because it's almost like little scenes everywhere and bits mm-hmm. of stuff everywhere so sometimes it's like nice when you're actually going out on the location or you're going away because it feels like oh you can get away from it <laughs> i away from all the chaos <laughs> and, and and yeah but um yeah so yeah
0: no that's cool planning what, is
2: so essential
0: yeah what, what we thought we would do as a fun experiment based on this conversation we've had so um we we talked at the beginning about the fact that I don't think any of us did did that planning for our cheap shots challenge otherwise we wouldn't have got the results that we do you know,
1: got do you know well no absolutely but but I did it's funny because when it first came up and and it was music and I was like, oh my God, straight away I had an idea. I had like two or mm. three ideas actually for it. Um, but time, yeah. you know, there just wasn't time. So I had those initial ideas, but I wasn't able to execute them as I would wanted to because mm. I hadn't had the time to plan to do it and to yeah. experiment and to try things out and to trial things. Yeah. Um, so it ended up being very last minute um, and although I used kind of one of the ideas it wasn't what I would have wanted it to be simply because I hadn't had that time to plan and make sure I got the light where I wanted it to made sure even that you know I'd shut the back I mean rookie error shut the back you know the window Mm -hmm. um, But uh, I your paper. thank you, thank you and I did I did take you know another frame but obviously that one didn't work out because again it was like quick I've got to get this done rush 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 ended up really shaky So, although so it's all very well having like an idea, but it's about the execution and and about the way of actually planning to do that. It's the
0: The, the important thing is that you lost, and we don't need your excuses now.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) that's true. Hold my hands up. Uh.
0: But the other thing that we've done in the past, and we've always had a lot of fun doing, is our sort of one-hour challenges, where we've gone, okay, in the time we normally use for recording a podcast, we're going to go off and do something in a one-hour slot. We've done, I think three of those things now um mm-hmm. and they've always been completely unplanned we did the one we went for a, a, a yeah maybe not i can't I remember two. two maybe it's just two anyway yeah. but they've always been like okay release early go and we maybe had half an idea of what we we're going to do beforehand and just threat. so to see if Especially for somebody like myself, who is at my very core not a planner at all, um, and apart from knowing where I'm going, I really like to know where I'm going. <laughs> apart from that, though, I am planned, Jack. Um, Do you mean so,
1: get where you're going in life?
0: Oh God, probably? no, no, just literally on roads. I like to know where I, le- I like to look in advance. Go, where's this go? Where's this go? Where's this go? I, yeah. I don't like to just trust Google Maps to not leave me astray. <laughs> but aside from that. Um, I'm terrible. And I would really like to see the the kind of the difference in efficiency it makes is if we do plan beforehand, uh, before an hour or one hour challenge. So um, we are going to our plan is to do this in a couple of weeks. So it gives us a couple of weeks to think about what we're going to do. Mm. Um, we're not going to set a particular theme other than, um, oh. um, well, I think the, th- the theme is uh, winter 2020. Make okay. of that what you will. Um the theme is a plan to shoot. Um uh, <laughs> I think that's Great. a pretty good plan. Um and and we're gonna do it. So it'll be the same as the ones we've done in the past. We'll get together at the beginning, we'll hmm. talk briefly about what we're planning to do, we'll go and do it, and we'll get together at the end. And hopefully, hopefully the story at the end will be, yeah, I did the thing I was gonna do. This is why it's all worked out Mm -hmm. well. We'll record ourselves whilst we're doing it, talking through it. And hopefully, because the one thing that's been a hallmark of the previous one hour challenges (laughs) has been rising panic. Mm. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, if you're setting a time
1: limit on anything, it's going to be rising panic, isn't it? Yeah. But but,
0: but in theory, with planning... Mm-hmm. We'll avoid that. We'll all be calm. It'll, It'll just be, be more methodical. productive. Yes. Yeah, and we'll get, exactly. and we should get better results out at the end. Mm. That's the theory. Let's, <laughs> yeah, let's I
1: was see. Like, what did to divided class <laughs> relate? Uh, uh, you know reputation where when we come back and we're like well that was a load of rubbish wasn't it <laughs> all these Basically things that what, we've been talking about
0: what what <laughs> planning i'm hoping practice. is that, that mine that just turned out terrible and i can go see i told you there's no point in me planning Carry <laughs> on <laughs> <laughs> um but mm-hmm. uh we'll try and let you know um beforehand and we might uh I don't know. We might try and figure out a way to kind of let people know, maybe try and get people to do it at the same time as us. Because that would be fun to do. But we'll that figure out. That. Yeah, yeah, we'll try and figure out a way of doing that beforehand. So, um, but yeah, we're basically looking at a couple of weeks. So start thinking about that. Because obviously we're going to be doing an evening. It is December. You're either inside or you're lit or it's dark. So, but, you know, that still gives you plenty to work with. It just needs forethought. Mm. We had planned to read some lovely, lovely emails that we've got, but we've waffled on for too long. So we're going to save those for another week because there's no point rushing through those now because we'll save them. That'll be great. We've got emails to go through. I think the only one um, that I will mention, uh, because it is time-sensitive and we like to make sure our time-sensitive ones go out on time. So, Rach, do do you want to read the time-sensitive one for us from our good friend, J.M. Golding? Let me just scroll
1: down one second. Scroll, scroll, scroll. Scroll, scroll, scroll. Um yes, so uh the email begins with it's that time again. One two seven day is one month away.
0: This email so is it... a little bit late coming up, by the way. It's <laughs> <laughs> <Okay. laughs> not one month away. It's less it than is... a week away.
1: Ah! it is less than a week away. So uh yeah, Graham has very um uh very well <laughs> illustrated <it>. his point <laughs> about, be, about planning um still better late than never as they say mm-hmm. it's not gone yet so jm golding has got in touch to say greeting sunbeams uh sorry sunbeams the next one two seven day she says is only a month away it's on monday december the 7th okay that is actually a next monday isn't it
0: yes it is yes let it, me double check oh, it's away. Just in
1: december <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> Four days away, as you mi- might hear this. Oh or yes, some some number of days in the past. If you don't <laughs> do it promptly, that's on you. <laughs>
1: Okay, so uh, you'll need to put this out on Twitter as well then, Graham. Um, oh, yeah,
0: I'm definitely going to remember that. <laughs> it's okay. like you don't even know me, Rach.
1: I know, I know. I can only hope, can't I? I keep trying, and then mm-hmm. at least I'm hoping one day it will happen. Um, the 127 Film Photography website will feature 127 format photographs made on December the 7th, 2020, in a special online exhibition. You and your listeners are invited to participate. No fees, no competition. It's just a friendly virtual community joining together to make 127 format photos on December the 7th. The deadline for submission is February the 7th, 2021. So you've got ages to develop Mm. it and scan it and process afterwards. Um, So all you need to do is literally have a 127 film in your camera on December the 7th and take some photos on it. All the details are here. Um, so if you go to the 127film.blogspot.com, um, I'm sure you'll be able to find it from there. Uh, it says, as always, thanks for all you do for our worldwide film photography community. Mm. Wishing you good light from JM Golding, mm. 127 Film Photography. There we go.
0: Yeah, that's always a uh Rach, have you got a 127 <laughs> camera?
1: <laughs> I ready to do. Go? Yes, um, sadly, I, I actually have my one two seven camera sitting right next to me on the shelf here. What is it you eating? might recognise it.
0: Oh yeah, oh, little, <laughs> little brownie one two seven, just like the one that I dropped in Liverpool. It's exactly the same one, <laughs> the isn't one, it? Well, the, the, one, that I, the one that I the one that was that was a, a, a tragedy, delightful day because I was going around there taking pictures with my little bake light one two seven brownie, dropped it. This the um strap which is just a piece of string was just a piece of a, a very old cord snapped it hit the deck the group of on camera the on the deck on the dock yep mm-hmm. um all the photographers that were with us because we we caught up didn't because I was there obviously with you Rach and with Sinead and we bumped into <laughs> a lovely photo walk going around with Stig and Andrew and Andrew Andrew and yeah I can't remember who else was there Um, but you know so um, and then they all saw that camera hit the deck and that was very sad and then we walked there was a a collective gasp there was a collective gasp (laughs) Mm -hmm. and then we walked a few hundred yards further on to this lovely little
1: I know where we can go. (laughs) Uh, Red Vintage
0: Warehouse, wasn't it? Red Vintage Warehouse. I managed to pick up an identical camera in fantastic condition, even in its block still. (laughs) So I was like, well, it's really rare that you can... I'm not sure how old the Brownie 127 is, but I'm going to guess 50s. I think probably 50s, that seems. Uh, It's rare you can go... (laughs) Break a fifties camera, walk into a shop and just buy another one. That's so more of a cool. new camera thing. <laughs> that's true. That's true. Um, I think I was very lucky with that.
1: Yeah. Um So that's my one two seven camera. Um have you ever shot one two seven film, Claire? No, no, I haven't.
0: I'm surprised. Oh, that yeah. seems like a thing.
1: Yeah. One
0: two seven cameras seem like your kind of thing. We need yeah, to get you hooked up very, with a one two seven a lot camera. of
2: charm, I think. I I yeah. I'm yeah, I think that I do need to Hook up with a one two seven camera.
1: <laughs> <laughs> if you say so, far, if we say so. Oh, <laughs> Do make us laugh. <laughs> Excellent. Well, um, there you go. So that's the time-sensitive um, missive um, yes. having been given, which is great. Um, before before we sort of like head out of here, I would love to say just a massive thank you. I know I sent you you guys both the photos today, and I put them up on Twitter. Um, that I honestly, it's it's been a, a real highlight for me this year, this <laughs> this crappy year. Um, getting this through the post, it arrived yesterday, um, and uh, the lovely Leah Elm had nominated me through something on on Twitter. It's like a competition that actually Dan K um, had um, basically, you know, was hosting, uh, and uh, yeah, um, his his friend Danny had uh, chosen. Um, Leah's nomination of myself and there are a couple of other people who also like had been nominated so there were like pairs of prizes um which is brilliant so I I got uh, one of these prizes and so did Leah which was lovely mm. and it's a film advent calendar and it's absolutely amazing it's from um camera film photo um and in Hong Kong and it's just absolutely I it's so beautifully designed as well uh, as being just such a fantastic um, kind of like experience opening each of the doors. So I opened door one today, so it's oh, day one to three and then I think we've got like four to six and stuff and, mm. and there's different little things in each of the doors, but yeah so um opened up and uh got my first little roll of film from that so yeah they asked if i wanted 35 mil or 120 and i was like this is amazing so yeah i would just thoroughly recommend that absolutely um, brilliant and what a lovely thing you know for dan to do i know um dan did a an interview with john didn't he i think
0: yeah grown. he did yeah. yeah he was on yes yeah. he certainly did um well and also um uh, just a big shout out and turning our thoughts and best wishes to Dan because he's yeah, been having some been uh, health issues. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. so um yeah, get well soon. I, I know it's an ongoing thing. So we're thinking of you, Dan, and I hope yeah. you uh, make a speedy mm. recovery. Um, Rach, I can't believe you didn't tell us. What film did you get on day number one, two, three?
1: Oh, um, I got one of their own brand rolls, which looks Ooh. super exciting. Yeah, I I did a little video of like for those asking, what was behind door number one? So you'll get to see it on there. It's a double X.
0: Oh, I love double X. Yeah. Double X is a nice film. It's very double X-y. Splendid stuff. Very double well, X-y. <laughs> very double X-y. Um, Claire, is there anything else you need to let us know about before we get out of here?
2: I don't think so. No, I think we've covered everything.
0: Yeah. I mean, apart from all the emails that we didn't get around to, but that's fine. <laughs> they're, they're brilliant, but they will all keep till next week. That's so true. that's Fantastic. Ooh
1: there was one more thing if, if you don't mind me mentioning it everybody just um to say that the first of my um series of videos for the walker art gallery for the linda mccartney retrospective has has been launched so that's out at the moment uh, so you can find that on the um on their website um and there's going to be three more they're going to mm. um release it's like a little mini series so um if you've got any family and friends who who are always a bit like what is that thing that you do and they're not quite sure uh, it's a very sort of like basic introduction to you know what is film photography itself kind of thing and here are some cool looking uh film cameras um so for our listeners you know it'd be old hat for them i'm sure but it's uh yeah we wanted something that would engage the general public into uh, the idea that film still exists and we still shoot you know with mm-hmm. analog
0: yeah. uh, and
1: that kind of thing so you could just send them to that it's i think it's like four minutes or something so you know You'd be like, this is what I do. <laughs> mm. <laughs> your videos are great, Rachel. I like your videos. Oh, thank you, <laughs> Claire. <laughs> That's very sweet. Thanks very much.
0: Right then, well, we will get out of here. Um, <laughs> keep an eye out on Sunny Sixteen presents later in the week, where Claire's latest uh... on film will be dropping uh, oh. to talk what about. What is your... it, Claire? It's
2: um Rosemary's baby.
0: Rosemary's baby. Yeah. Yeah. So look what that we will.
2: <laughs>
0: let's not let Claire start talking about romance again. <laughs> <laughs> Otherwise that'll be hour 2 in the frogs. <laughs>
1: That's so exciting though and yeah, yeah really looking forward to it Claire. <laughs> um you've been absolutely knocking it out of the park with your fantastic um, Yeah. Yeah. Shows. yeah. Yeah. yeah you absolutely have that
0: you 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 have been smashing it out of out of the all four of us covers. you are the one, <laughs> one that has been rock solid that words yeah. <laughs> the rest of us have been less but that's great but thankfully our listeners have stepped in to fill the void that we've <laughs> so <laughs> achingly left um <laughs>
1: wonderful We've got stuff Jeff and Gabe as well now haven't we yeah we have indeed yeah. and that actually, was a great show
0: <laughs> well I've got good news on that front uh, great I, I've seen in my inbox episode number two has dropped although I will be making I will be making you guys and the listeners wait a little while before you get that so, mm. um, oh, so that mean. Be,
1: I know well you know
0: I, I like to tempt you with these things um, so but we have got episode number two so that will be in a few weeks time um, mm. so look forward to that everyone as well Awesome. Thank you so much for listening, everyone. Mm. We will get out of here now and we will play you out, as always, with the wonderful music from Rachel's Band the Roja, uh, yeah. <laughs> which you can find, as you should know by now, on Spotify, Bandcamp, and all other good places. We need to start putting the link to all of these other good places mm. in the show notes. Sounds we good. Just... We'll let's do that. Do that we'll, we'll, let's do that. That <laughs> seems like a sensible thing to do. Um, we will be back with you again next week. Until then, thank you so much for listening and goodbye.
2: Goodbye. Goodbye.